Okay, hello everyone. And um, welcome to Fresh Insights today. Um, this is me, Uzonguga. And I'm going to be talking about God's got your back. I'm here to talk about my life as in employment. And as I prepared for today, I realized what an interesting journey I've had with God and employment all these years. Um, like many of you, I'm very sure, you know, you started your working life full of faith um, uh, and bold in approaching jobs in where you wanted and in what you wanted. And, and that's how I was also. Um, you know, I, I looked at some of the the, the jobs I'd done and the way I'd gone about them. And I was like, wow, I really worked in faith then. And I didn't know God as much as I do now. Then I found myself in, in the place where I was relying on my own merit, on my own works. And I'm very sure there are some of you that have been through that journey also. And then you find that you're struggling and you're toiling and, you know, everything seems to go against you. So then you have to you know, God, in God's grace and infinite wisdom and having the right people around you, you go back to relying on God and his grace. And, and that's what I wanted to share with you today, that throughout all this time, even though at times I was like, where is God? But he had my back all throughout the time. And that's how it is with every one of you. So one of these times when I was full of faith and bold and when I was changing jobs, um, was um, I was working as a council tax officer for Lambert Council and um, I just finished my master's and I really wanted to go into IT. So I actually, um, I had applied for a job. Um, they were looking for a service transition. So it didn't, I didn't, it didn't matter to me which area, I just wanted to change jobs. So I'd applied for a role as a service transition analyst. They narrowed it down to two people, myself and the guy, and both of us were black people in Lambert. So, uh, and we did interviews and, and presentations, and we and I got the job. But then I was waiting and waiting, and I was like, okay, when am I going to start? When am I going to start? Anyway, I um I now got um a message, and if you remember those days, we used to have these answering machines that had these little tapes. So I got home from work and I had this message from the lady who was meant to be my manager there who had employed me saying that, oh, so, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, I can't give the job. I'm so angry. I'm so this, you know, but what she alluded to was the fact that because I was black, they were not going to, they didn't agree for her to hire me. So I was like, okay, you know, we're still quite new in the UK. So I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do here? This was even well before I got, this was when I was just about to get married, actually. So, um, so anyway, um, I was, I was quite angry. I wasn't sure what to do. Chris and I would discuss. So then I said, you know what, I'm going to resign. I'm just going to, I'm just going to resign from it. And I, I, I handed in my notice. I had to give uh, four weeks notice. And I think that really scared them. So when I handed in the notice, somebody, um, I was speaking to, a family, a relative actually, you know, and he said to me, he said to Chris and I, because we were just about getting married, he was not like, oh, I, I think you shouldn't, you shouldn't get, um, you shouldn't resign, you know. I feel that the Holy Spirit is telling me not, to, telling me that you guys shouldn't resign. 
but I held on to my conviction. And Chris and I had prayed about it and we held on to our conviction. And, you know, I, 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 I remember this scripture and that time we didn't have TPT, but looking at this now, one of the um, scriptures that would, that I would have, that really helped me. I like it, I like it now in the TPT version. Um, it's 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and it says, remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. And I held on to that scripture, but that time it was in the NKJV when I was reading, you know, but when I read it in this TPT version, I was like, wow, I like this. And so, and also the Bible says in 1 John 4, 1, that, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. So it was a good thing that I had my conviction, conviction, Chris had his conviction, and we held on. And before the four weeks was over, the one of the directors called me and said, Uza, we got a job for you as a software tester in another, um, it, it was for another part of capital because capital, were the ones that were managing the council tax for Lambert Council. So he said, you know, we've got, you know, a software tester, would you be interested in that? And that was how I moved from being a council tax officer and got into testing. But all that was because I held on to my own conviction that it was time to move. I was going to take that bold step of resigning. So that was one of those times when I was full of faith and bold. But then in life, you know, as you go on, you now get to those times where somehow the faith is depleting and you're holding on and you're trying and you just keep holding on. And so in between all my employment journey, as with everybody else, you have some times when you would not be in work. And especially um, I'm a contractor now, so I've always I've been in permanent roles and I've been in contract. When there are gaps in your employment, I mean, I'm very sure... Some people have had those gaps and you're thinking, God, I need some, I need the money, I need the money, I need to work, I need to work. And in my case, I really needed to work because uh, um, uh, my late husband was, um, he was, he was battling a neurological condition. So he stopped working when, I think shortly after my son was born. So I, I think about 2009, he had to give up work. So I really had to, to work, which wasn't a problem for me really, because. I like working. You can see how many things I'm juggling right now. So it was really not a problem. So when I had those short periods where I was looking for work in, in between contracts, it wasn't so bad. But then it was when I stopped working in 2000 and 2019. Yeah, 2019. And my contract ended. And I was still full of faith that, you know, I'm, I'm going to get something soon. At work, everyone was saying that I was going to get, you know, everyone was saying, oh, so, you know, we've got something here. I mean, the number of times, you know, people come to me and say, look, you know, we want you to, to, to come and take this role and come and do this role, especially in network rail, because I was in network rail for about five years contracting. So I'd made good contacts, but nothing seemed to be gelling. It just wasn't coming together. So I'm thinking, ah, <laughs> we can't continue like this. I had three children in private school, you know, and I'm thinking, we can't, we can't continue. I, I, I need a job. I really need a job. Yeah, and you're praying, you're believing, you're declaring, you're professing, you're, every single thing. But your faith is now depleting. And it, it just keeps getting, you know, it just keeps getting 
demand dimmer each day as much as one is 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 struggling. So I remember it got to a point when Krishna said, you know what, was our, you know, our savings were going, we need to go on to universal credit. But then I took a step back during that time. Now this was well into one, some months, about six, seven months after I had started um, work. I mean, point number two, Fola. So, um, I, I, and I was, I was just, I just said, okay, God, what is going on? Why haven't I gotten a job? Where am I at? What's, what am I, what's going on really? And I had to believe, I had to get myself to believe that God has a plan. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give a future and a hope. Now we are now going to, so we are now going to one year, no work. And I started looking and God gave me just, get, he, he didn't tell me so much, but I had this peace that where I was supposed to be in not working is where I was supposed to be, if that makes sense. So I was not supposed to be working. So I took a step back and I said, okay, Lord, what do I do? I, mean, I have a busy mind. And that's how I started iAuthentic for those who know about iAuthentic. But you can Google that, you can Google me, I'm there, I've got a website, so you can go and check out iAuthentic. But iAuthentic was, was born from that in that period. And God showed me that I needed to start talking to people about you know, the fact that even if they are going through conditions like you know, my husband was going through, uh, and especially for the spouses and the partners, it wasn't the end of the world. So that came out of that period. And it was very, very interesting, you know, how two and a half years I was at home. I also looked, I also realized that during that time, there were things about my husband's condition that was coming out that if I was working and as busy as I always am, I would have missed out on that. So I just, had to relax, even though it wasn't easy having to be on universal credit. I was still looking for work, but I wasn't anxious about it anymore. I had to trust God. So I was in that place of trusting God. And I was like, Lord, we see us true. It means we have to take these children out of private school. And we did. And it was painful. But hey, you know, I wasn't bothered about it. I said, that is the plan. We have to go. We have to go that plan. And that is it. We changed a lot of things. But I did not feel so bad about it when I decided to lean on God. And then my husband passed away and I had to, I went through that period of, okay, let me give myself some time. And then I started looking for work because at this point, um, all the benefits that he had were taken away. We're now down to investor credit. I knew I couldn't, you know, manage on this, all the managing I've been doing before. But now I, I you know, at, at that point, I remember one of Chris's friends said to me, you know, Uzo, I said to him, I'm looking for work. I need to go back to work about if two weeks after the funeral. He said, okay, that's fine. Let's do a plan. So when we did the plan and everything, but two weeks later, I said, I don't think I'm ready for what he said. I thought you were a soldier. So you've come down now. All right, give yourself time to, you know, grieve. Then let's talk. Anyway, then I called him about a couple of months. I said, I have to go back to work. I do not have money. I cannot continue like this. So he said, anyway, yeah, he looks like yeah, it's time. So I started looking for work. And then I was getting calls for interviews. And then I went for an interview and it was a network reel. My son had had a dream. Mom, I had, he had had a dream during the two years when I wasn't working. I said, mom, I think you're going, you going to work for network reel. 
So when the interview came for Network Real, I was thinking, oh, this boy's dream. Yep. I did the interview. It was amazing. I mean, I knew I got the job. I was so sure I got the job. It was, it was what it was the amount, the, the pay was what I was praying for. Every single thing, you know, even I, I, I remember just before the end of the interview, they had asked me a question. Um, what would um, Kevin Key say about you? That's one of the managers that talked to him. I said what he would say about me. They said, that's very correct. So I knew I'd gotten the job. And the next day, I got an email from the agency, not even the people, not even the guy who interviewed me, saying I didn't get this job. I was job. I was absolutely, I was, you know, I was gobsmacked. I was really, really, I was like, God, what is going on? And there's a period in your life where you, you always think, or you wonder what's going on because this wasn't the plan. We are okay. We, you know, Lord, how did we, how? You just keep wondering how, what's going on here? Another friend of mine had lost her husband a couple of weeks after Chris. She was working and I'm thinking, Lord, really? Why? Why am I not working? Why? What's going on? It just did not make sense. It didn't make sense. But, you know, in those times when it doesn't make sense, what you need to do is, Take a step back and believe that it makes sense to God and you keep trusting him. So in Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, it says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, and my ways are higher, are far above, are far beyond anything you can imagine. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your thoughts, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And I I I one, one a few days after. I had another interview, which was a, uh, it was like a car crash. I couldn't even believe that was me there. But, and then after that interview, I knelt down in my room and I said to God, all right, Lord, what is going on? And he said to me, Uzo, trust me, you know, trust me, just trust me. I've got you. So, I, and, and he showed me some things that I, I, I looked at and I thought, really, God, seriously, I'm really sorry. Really, I need to trust you. So I got up. And I said, that's it, Lord. I forget where you will show me the job, but this is what I want. I want, you know, you know my criteria. I do not want anything that is going to get me away from working for you through um, Fresh Inspiration and Bible Institute and um, FYMK. All I want is, a, and I want a job that I will not toil in, that will give me headache, but I want a job that's going to pay me well. And a few months after that, yes, I will say about two months after that, I got a, I got a, a, an email for a job interview. I didn't even, I didn't know, I didn't know when I'd applied for the job. In short, I said to them, all right, you called me for an interview. When did I apply for the job? How much, what's the rate like? What's this, you know? And when they told me, and guess what? It was back with network rail. So anyway, I went for the interview. It was a good interview. By the end of the interview, this time, um, I waited, even though I knew that I got the job, but I got that phone call saying I got the job. And not only that, I mean, I, I'm enjoying the job right now. It is absolutely, it's absolutely, um, um, it, it's fulfilling. It's busy, but I'm enjoying it. I have the time to do this. I have the time to do the things I need to do as an operations lead for, 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 for fresh inspiration. Um, the, the rate I started off with, that was an interesting thing because when they told me, and, and God was saying, those are trust me. So I went with it because the rate wasn't exactly what I had told God I wanted. What, but I said, okay, Lord, I trust you because he said, at the end of the day, you need to depend on me and not on the job or the pay. You need to learn to depend on me. And six weeks after I started that job, I got 
um, a, a, um, a, a new contract from Network Rail saying, this is your new rate, which was even above the rate I had previously requested. So that's me in a nutshell, but I just wanted to, you to take away these three points that you need to hold on to your conviction. Please, you know, test every spirit. Remember to stay alert. Hold firmly to that you believe in. That's First Corinthians 6.13. It's God that said it. It's not me. Be mighty and full of courage. If we had more time, Vesha Fola would have shared her ABCs for this year. But, you know, who knows next time? You just need to join next time so that she can share that quickly before we start. Secondly, you have to believe that God has a plan. I, we always, yes, we are like, oh, yeah, God has a plan. But you need to believe, believe that God has a plan, even when it doesn't make sense, you know. Yes, and when it doesn't make sense, take a step back and believe that it makes sense to God and keep trusting him. I just want to leave you with this final scripture. And that's Romans 8, 28. He says, and we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Hold, just, just believe that he will cause everything. Even if there's a mistake, an error, he will cause it to work together. Because when I look at my life and I look back, especially with my employment journey, and I see where I am right now, it could only be God, really. Thank you very much for listening. Amen. Thank you, Uzo. Thank you. And, and thank you, everybody, for being patient with us today. Um, now, I'm just going to ask if anybody has any questions that you want to ask Uzo. So if you've got a question, I do. I, I do, I do. This okay, is Larry. Just a minute. You have two options if you have any questions. Either you come off mute or you put it in the chat. Whichever way, you know, I'll pick up the question. And yes, let's show Uzo some appreciation in the chat um, for sharing. And for being authentic, I think she was very real. And that's what I like. You know, I like when you talk about the reality of life, universal credit, taking kids out to school. Those are mm. things sometimes we don't want to share. Mm. We don't want to share the other side, but we don't want to share this side. So, Uzo, thank you so much for being honest about your story and really showing how God, you know, took you from one place and where he's established you today. So we give God the praise for you. Larry, what's your question? Yeah. So thank you very much for sharing that uh, wonderful story. <laughs> my, my question is, at any point in time, during the time you were going through these, uh, was there a time that you felt like, um, you know, just forgetting about Jesus Christ, you know, forgetting if God ever existed or exists? Or um, what, apart from reading the Bible, what was, what, what was the supporting mechanism in place for you? Is it the people around you or... You just say, you know what, I will keep going. Okay, so for me, that's a very easy question because anyone who knows me will know I'm an optimistic person, <laughs> you know. I'm just generally optimistic, you know. I mean, it's, I'm optimistic to a fault, seriously. I always kind of find the good or God in everything. Uh, for hours there, even in the, in the hospital with my husband, uh, you know, being whatever i i found something good out of that that you know his going would was god he told god ask god would you look after Uzo? i i found something you know there's always something that's the kind of person i am you know so um i never look back on god it's like okay i, I i'm one of these i'm like my second my middle child i'm like okay god i know you love me there must be something you need to show me what's the way out how do we 
walk this walk. It is difficult. You know, I am crying. I am struggling, but you need to walk it out. Uh, you need to show me up. And then you said support mechanisms. I have people around me, the people to call that I know will pull me to where I should be, you know, where, how I should be. So, and most times, if you don't call somebody, it's because you know what you want to hear, but you really, you're not ready to hear it at that point. And then you are praying that, you know, somebody picks it up in the spirit. Because you, when you have Christians around you, you have that slow phone call. I was just thinking about you. And at that point, they will just lift you up. So it is a struggle. But at the end of the day, it's, it's just like that story about the person that was shouting, help me. And God said, sent a helicopter and this and that and everything. But all you have to do is just stretch your hand out. If you don't stretch out your hand, you can't be pulled up. Whether it's by God, whether it's by somebody, you have to, when you finish crying, then you have to get up and then stretch that hand out, you know. So nobody is saying don't go through the emotions. By all means do. But when you have finished all that, then come out and say, okay, what's the next step? Please pardon me. I have known Uzo for 34 years. And I can tell you something. And for parents here, I think sometimes I look at her and I think maybe we create an enabling environment from the home. Uzo has been authentic since I knew her from the first day. She didn't just start this journey. We didn't know at the time that it was a Holy Spirit journey. And, you know, we knew we were Christians. But I can tell you her journey has, as long as I've known her, she's as authentic as you can get. And I'm not saying that because she's here. Everybody who's on the call that knows her knows this is her. So I think the Holy Spirit has always been working in her life. She has brought, and I know she will bring even more people to God. She has brought a lot. She's still bringing. She's still harvesting in the farm. And I know that she has, her life has so much more purpose than she even knows. So I don't want to say too, you know, go into it too much, but I just want to praise God. I know exactly what she said, and I know there's so much more she can say but she's the most authentic you would find. And she always is there to support. Whether she has, whether she hasn't, she will push her hand, she will raise you, she will pull you up. She doesn't, you can't be dull around her. You cannot be down. Everything works around Uzo. So I just want to give thanks to God for her life and her children. And I know that the purpose is yet to be fulfilled, still coming. Watch Thank this you. space. Thanks, Mark. Evelyn, thank you so much. Um, Evelyn, who we now know we shall be calling Lady Black. So... Um, really appreciate that feedback, uh, and Uzo. We don't we don't have a lot of time, so I do apologize. Um, I'm going to ask Uzo to pray, um, and we'll wrap up. But just before then, I just want to share with you the details for our next speaker because I hope you will join us on the 16th of February, um, where we have this gentleman joining us. He also is another one of the Network Real group. Um, his name is Olaiton Oyedepo. And I just like what he said. So, so we had a conversation with him this morning, trying to tease out, you know, sort of what he was going to talk about. And this is what he said. I love music and dancing and I can take on any youngster, but the bones are creaking a bit now. I thought that was good. It goes on to say, having been a Christian for a long time, I have come to the realization that it's you and God full stop. I like that. If you can't do you and God, then any other addition and any other institution are a waste of time. So if that excites you, then I want to encourage you because it does me. I can't wait to hear him. I want to encourage you to join us on the 16th of February, which is in two weeks time. And we'll be talking to Olaiton Oyedipa, maybe ask him a bit more about why he said what he said. There's a story behind it. 
and I want to hear that story. So Uzo, do you mind praying for us as we wrap up today? Father Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your grace upon us. We thank you for your constant mercies, Lord God Almighty. Thank you for, for always showing us, because even though we are so undeserving, oh Lord God Almighty, you show us that we deserve because of Jesus. And we thank you for that. Thank you for your word in Romans 8, 28. And I, I, I declare that in, in, in the TPT version, where it says, we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are your lovers who have been called to fulfill your design purpose. For everyone here, oh Father Lord, help them to be convinced that every detail of their life is continually woven together for good. When it doesn't make sense, it is continually woven for good. When it seems so bad, it is continually woven for good. And when it seems so good, it is continually woven for good because you have called us for your design purpose and that is what we're doing. Help them to realize, oh God, help all of us to realize, oh God, that is you first. It is your, your mercy, your grace that is keeping us. And that most importantly, you've got our back. When some of us are crying, Help us to hear that voice saying, you've got our back, oh Lord God Almighty. When some of us are, are, are weeping, help us to remember that you've got our back, oh Lord God Almighty. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that will continue to remind us of that, that you've got our back. We just give you all the praise, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Zor. Amen. Thank you, everybody. And see, you put it in your diary, Wednesday, the 16th of February, 12:30. See you then and invite everyone. Let me know. I'd love to hear all the stories around here. There are a lot of you. Let's hear your stories. So let thank me know. You. Let's tap on one another. You are welcome. Thank you so much. And today. Thank you so bye. much. I appreciate thank that. Thank you. Have a blessed Thanks, day. everybody. Thank you. Day. May God continue to enrich you. May God continue to cause you to shine in the different places where you are. May God continue to show you. Amen. Amen. And from glory to glory. May you be a testimony to his goodness in every place that you enter. People see your favor. You see the favor of God and the glory of God upon your life. Amen. Whatever needs to be turned. Stand it around for his glory Amen. in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Have a blessed one. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you in two weeks' time.